And welcome back to Group Therapy, a special edition of the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. And once a week, I sit down with my fellow editors and we talk about what's going on in Livingston Parish. So I'm going to let these two gentlemen introduce themselves real quick. We're going to start on my right. Uh, this is David Gray, lifestyle editor with the Livingston Parish News. Hey, this is Rob DeArmond, sports editor at the Livingston Parish News. And dear Rob was on vacation last week. We had a little bit of fun at his expense, but we're glad to have him back in the booth this week. So first and foremost, we're going to start off with David. Uh, you know, we're we're going to talk about the thing that's kind of uh, it's surging and, and it really is dominating headlines at the moment, and that is COVID, uh, specifically the Delta variant. Uh, you know, last was it? I, God, time's flying. I believe it was the end of last week when we got the advisory that masks should be should be worn, and um, not long after that, we kind of got the or not long before that. We found out from the parish of Livingston that at least the governmental offices would be closed. That included the cancellation of the parish council meeting last week. So, David, tell us a little bit about that because there are some offices that are not closed. I know there was some confusion yeah. there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like you said, the Delta variant is surging. Uh, this is Wednesday, the 20th, or excuse me, this is Thursday, the 29th. God, my days are confused. And um, yesterday, the state reported 1500 uh, hospitalizations or more than 1500 which that hadn't happened since the end of Ju uh, January which was when we were coming down from the worst surge that we had had since the start of the pandemic so right now it's kind of it's going in the opposite direction of where where we're wanting to go and it's not really an ideal time because you have uh, schools and universities starting in a couple weeks. So, uh, you know, so in the next couple weeks, there could be who knows what the guidelines are going to be for reopening schools. Uh, but yeah, I mean, basically, right now, the Governor Edwards and the Department of Health are recommending masks, uh, people wear masks indoors, you know, vaccinated, unvaccinated, doesn't matter. That's what they're recommending. Uh, we'll see if that changes in the next couple of days. Like I said, we are this week on Tuesday, I believe it was the most cases in a in the new day since uh since january or excuse me most new cases in a day since january um the governor department of health also put out a statement that day there was also 169 new hospitalizations that day so yeah it's just it's get, getting worse right now and um and really livingston parish is kind of uh one of the uh it's seeing the biggest surge it's had i mean two days within the last week has the parish has set new records for most new cases it was 243 last week and then on tuesday i believe it was 311 so i mean it's it, it's in here it's getting bad which is also that's what you know prompted uh parish president Leighton ricks to close the offices uh due to staff staffing issues uh you know saying that a lot of either staff staff uh employees are either getting COVID or you know they're going into the COVID protocols being exposed to a positive case so and uh, doesn't really bode well, and especially in Livingston Parish, where the vaccination rate is lower than the statewide average, which is also lower than the national average. So um, as of right now, the uh, government offices are closed. Uh, uh, Office of Motor Vehicles location in Livingston Parish is closed. Right now, the sheriff's office, the courthouse, and the clerk of court's office are not closed. They remain open. They have temperature checks. They uh, they have masks available. They're not, they're not closed at the time, but, you know, that could also change by tomorrow. So as of right now, it looks like things are uh, maybe heading back to where they were a few months ago. I mean, it was just in May, I believe, whenever that was when I was on my vacation, whenever the mask mandate was lifted. So, um, you know, 
that that looks like that might be the next step. You know, don't you know, can't really say for certain. The governor keeps his uh, those those decisions pretty close to the chest until he announces them. So, um, but you know, this is Thursday. He should have a will likely have a press conference on Friday, and then we'll get more information then. So we'll be waiting for that update uh, that should be coming tomorrow. Uh, also, uh, in some unfortunate news, we had some more issues on the Amy River uh, in in the Tiki Tubing area, uh, which has kind of, uh, it's created a bit of a stir around Tiki Tubing. Of course, it, it, it's been especially dangerous this year because for what seemed like two months straight, it did not, it rained quite a bit every day. Yeah. Uh, so the water's been high. Uh, it's been very difficult. Tell us a little bit about the most recent incident. Well, no, this was on uh, Saturday around 11 a.m. Uh, a gentleman from Repeats Parish uh, died. He was a, That was the second uh, fatality in the Amy River after launching from Tiki Tube and in about six weeks. The other one, uh, people remember, was the father of an LSU baseball pitcher. And then the weekend before this most recent passing, there was 15 people that had to be rescued by first responders from uh, Central Fire Department, Livingston Parish Fire Department. They had uh, you had these 15 people that got stranded because the currents were so strong. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but, you know, like we, me and you talked about last week, the parish's hands are kind of tied with this. You know, they've, they've talked with their attorneys, you said, and they just, you know, there's no legal way that they could i guess tell this business to shut down even though you know these uh you know it seems like these situations are just kind of piling up on top of each other right now yeah they continue to happen uh and, and you know a lot of times there might be one incident during the summer after a particularly heavy rain or something like that i don't remember that, any last year either i mean granted last year we were on kind of lockdown so right, um you know right. that 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 probably had you know and played it was, into it it was very dry last year um, i do remember that i remember especially in the spring uh yeah. you know it it kind of helped with covid because you know people could get outside yeah because it was dry it was very nice uh but yeah this year a lot of heavy rain higher higher river makes for a more dangerous scenario and you don't realize how strong the current is below that tops i mean the that that's basically what's happening is people are jumping over and just getting swept away in the current you know they don't realize how fast or strong that current is until you're in it right and more more water uh, means more movement you know a lot of people that's a huge warning especially i mean you can't really compare the two they are both rivers but that is a huge warning that goes around the mississippi river Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand just how fast that water is moving uh so it's always uh it, it gives you a new appreciation when you see those boats going up river that's a lot of horsepower yeah uh to move those so Okay, uh, Rob, we're going to jump over to you now and give Mr. Gray a break. Um, you were on vacation last week, but a couple of couple of things coming up. I know you um, there going to be some more stories coming out as you catch up with these folks, uh, but I know you uh, recently had another signing. Uh, didn't you say that? They, they just never stopped. It's, it's, we've had so many uh, just from the end of uh, last school year uh, to, to now, and they're still happening. So it is keep paying attention. Um, we're working on them, trying to get them as fast as we can. Uh, had a trio of, uh, live oak guys, uh, signing in either soccer or, uh, or wrestling. And we, we kind of caught up with them, uh, got that one going. Um, and we're working on some more stuff. Just keep paying attention, man. Gotcha. Uh, anything else you'd like to add before we, um, I, you know, I, I, I had talked with, uh, Emma Hutchinson, I think before I, I went on vacation and she just kind of, uh, 
just kind of catching up with her, you know, after after her freshman season at Louisiana Tech, and uh, it was just good to sit down with her and kind of uh, see what's going on, you know, and, and where things have, ha- have gone for her. Uh, I think a big thing for her was just kind of a, a growth period for her, you know, not sure. not just in playing softball, but just becoming, uh, you know, a better person. And, and she said a lot of what happened for her was, you know, going to uh, Ruston and, and, you know, her, her family's real close-knit. Uh, Rusty Hutchinson is the assistant principal there at Holden. And she said, I go from a situation where I've basically been in school with my, my parents, you know, since I was in kindergarten to not having them there. And then – uh but she said they pretty much made every game, which made it, uh, uh, you know, a little bit more bearable. And she said even games she didn't pitch in, they were they were there. Oh, that's so good. A tough part of it was, she said, was with the COVID restrictions, sometimes they would play the games and she couldn't even, you know, it was waving to them from a distance uh, right. instead of being able to go in and give hugs or whatever. Uh, but but as it started uh, kind of kind of relaxing themselves, it's, it got a little better. But uh she said a, a big part of it was having her, her parents and her family there, and they, she said they would bring, uh, you know, one sibling at a time. So she got to see, you know, you know, her brothers and, and things like brothers or sisters. Uh, however, they would they would get it done. But it was for her. It was more about growing as a person than than as a softball player and just kind of figuring things out. They went through a a coaching change where you know they had an interim coach, and now they've got a new coach uh, coming in. And she said she's really excited about that. Well, good, good. And uh, again, keep paying attention. I know you'll be catching up with a lot of these. Well, not not necessarily. I, I do we're, believe the man, summer is man, over. We're, we're, we're about to get we're to the behemoth they, yeah, yeah. Dave uh, and I football. Were, yeah, Dave and I were, were talking earlier today. So uh, it basically cranks up next week for, for softball and volleyball. So uh, Football. That's, uh, that's that football. Oh, did I say softball? Yeah. Well, you were just football. talking about Emma <laughs> Hutchinson. Football, so. volleyball. It's all going to crank up. Cross country swimming, the, all, all that's coming. It's all it's all cranking up. It's time. It's like you said, summer's. Uh, Didn't you say what practices happened? start next week? They should be starting next week, I believe. Yep. So. And school school begins two weeks from yesterday. It's yes. Pretty wild. It's it's here. Pretty it's wild. Uh, so so we think. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we, we'll just, we'll see what happens. Just wait. There is a school board ne- meeting next week. Uh, I believe Mr. David Gray will be there. We're yes. not sure. Uh, we're. We're expecting some guidelines for this upcoming year, but it may not happen. Things change. Expecting, yes. Well, we'll see. So, uh, also, uh, speaking of schools, uh, going into the Albany area, we're going to talk about uh, the Hornet Academy in just a minute, but I want to I want to stay with uh, sort of the high-level school board business for a second. Uh, it was recently announced that the school board had acquired land in the Albany area mm-hmm. uh, for a potential new facility. So, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, that was uh, was purchased. It's actually purchased uh, back in June, but uh, it's it's a multi step process that they had to follow. It was back in February when they were when uh, the school board approved purchase of the land. Then you know they have to go through all the process of uh, getting the land appraised, all that, and then they finally finalized it in June. Uh, but basically, it is twenty. It is about twenty acres in Albany. Uh, about a mile and a half north on high, just off of Highway 43 from where the current uh, high school and uh, elementary schools are, and this is uh, this is basically what uh, school board member Devin Gregoire, who represents the Albany schools, he's basically hoping that this new 20 acres can be the site of a new school. They the Albany district is growing very fast. He said that in the next uh, uh, year or two, there this is going to be. Uh, 
30 or excuse me 300 new housing units there he also said that you know the Albany, which is currently a 3A school, what could possibly move to 4A in the next couple of years. So there is a lot of growth there. And there, his this measure is more of a preemptive measure because he, he seems pretty certain at some point they're going to have to do something, expand, you know, get, uh, get new buildings there. This is to help make sure, basically to have that set up for when they would need to expand. So the idea is to uh, make a new upper elementary school. Uh, currently, Albany lower and uh, upper elementary schools right next to each other. But this would basically you would uh, you would have a new upper elementary school, and the current upper elementary school would be able to have some of those buildings used for the lower elementary. And then you would also take away the fifth graders from the current middle school and put them at the upper elementary and give the middle middle school more room to expand. I know that's a lot of uh, it's really kind a lot of, of confusing. Yeah, but but basically you would have one new campus and then the other schools would be able to take over some of the what would then be vacant parts of the of, of the camp of the current uh, configuration. So that is kind of uh, that's kind of what. Uh, School board member Devin Gregoire has in mind. He's going to present a. There's going to be a sales tax, sales tax proposal, and a bond proposal on the next uh, ballot in November, and he's going to present these at the next school board meeting on August fifth. Uh, just uh, it'll be a public meeting. People will be able to voice what their you know their thoughts on that. But yeah, so that's it's kind of uh, kind of the gist of what they're hoping to do in Albany. Uh, I know a lot of people were commenting that you know what about a new school in Denham, a new high school. But you know this is a same people aren't going to be voting on that. So this is separate. This is just for the all those people in Albany. And from what the comments I read from people in Albany, this is something that you know at least the one like I said the ones that I read they're they're. Uh, looking forward to because there is they don't want to get back to that situation where you have to have the temporary buildings on campus to to fit the students basically sure and it is important to note uh because i saw some of those comments too we saw a lot of that in terms of people saying well what about a school here what about a school there when we were discussing uh the post-flood shift and and finding funding in the denham springs area it's important to note that while the school system encompasses all 44 school sites, 46 total school sites in the parish, um, that each one of these uh, has their own funding sources and things of that nature as part of their uh, tax base. So it's these individual districts which vote on these things. So that's important to remember. Uh, it sounds to me like after that, Albany kind of learned. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, back here in the Denham area especially since they just recently uh, chose the millage that was used to fund uh, Jubin Park Junior High and Elementary uh, to build new facilities on Denham High Campus. Much needed in terms of sports facilities, but, uh, you know, high school may come. Uh, we have discussed also that the school board does have land on uh, 4-H Club Road, uh, South 4-H Club Road, and a place called Nickens Lake. It is currently a subdivision, but they have land in front of that subdivision, uh, which eventually they are hoping to build a high school on. Who knows when that will be? Again, uh, who knows? We'll see. Uh, next, we want to stay in the Albany area, and we want to talk about uh, kind of an interesting uh, twist on the summer school-type programs. It's called Hornet Academy. Uh, you got to go out there, mm -hmm. kinda, uh, see what those kids were doing, talk to some of the teachers. Uh, tell us about that. No, that was uh, a two-week summer, basically a summer 
school session for uh, Albany kids. They they opened it up to kids in all grades, and it was it was another thing that uh, the school board member Devin Gregoire had in mind. He reached out to one of the teachers, Louis Sandovich, I believe his name was. I know I'm I probably butchered that last name, but he is actually the Albany High's teacher rep for the Livingston Parish Teachers Association that was formed last year. Um, uh, back last year in October, and he's also the representative for the Albany School. So, uh, so that's who uh, Devin Gregoire reached out to when he had this idea, just to kind of help students with the last year with uh, starting in a hybrid way, and then you know going back to a more traditional learning, and then some students you know being virtual the whole year. There, there were some learning deficits, not you know and. Devin Gregoire pointed out that, you know, it's not as bad here as it is in other parts of the country, but there's going to be learning deficits just, you know, just based on that kids weren't able to be in school full time. And so he wanted to kind of help just just help, I guess, uh, go back over some of the material that they might have missed and then, you know, also prepare them for the upcoming school year. So. This was, uh, he said it was covered under the ESSER funding, which is the federal funding that school districts received, you know, to address COVID-related issues. And this would fall under that uh, category of a COVID-related issue, trying to do some uh, remediation and preparation for the next school year because of, you know, COVID. So so they they basically had two weeks of, you know, they were there from 7.30 in the morning until 1.45 in the day. So, I mean, basically, you know, a school day, but the classes were much smaller. I mean, you know, maybe some classes had 10 kids. So the learning was probably even more than they would get in a regular uh, school setting because you had more focused, more individualized learning. And one teacher said that there, the gains that they got in two weeks would have been two months in a regular school year. Just because you you have less people, it's more laid back. You can focus more. Uh, students have chances to ask more questions. Uh, they they took a pre camp test and then a post camp test, and that's where the uh, Mr. Lewis he said he hadn't really looked at all the data, but he one teacher did tell him that the gains were you know in in a shorter time were more than they would have been in a longer time during a regular school year. So it's something that they're trying to make an uh make an annual thing uh every summer and you know who knows maybe other schools in the district or areas in the in Livingston Parish will pick up on that because it seems like it was something that uh that was definitely needed especially after the last year and you know like we said who knows how this year will be. Now you may have said this but uh what were the what were the age groups for that? It was all. all it was all, all groups. Open to all. It was free to students, and they also received a free breakfast and lunch like they would in a regular school year. The They they also had buses. The bus systems were going for that. So, I mean, it was pretty much like a regular school day. I mean, it was a little shorter, obviously. One of the teachers joked that, you know, because uh, uh, she teaches at the lower elementary school, and they don't start until 830, and this academy started at 715, so she was getting there at six thirty. So she's like, "Dang, it was an earlier start for me. I'm getting up at like five, five thirty in the morning." But I mean, at the same time, they got off a little earlier, so it was a little nice. But, but I mean, it is, and it's also getting kids in. You know, some of them they had the teachers from the previous school year, and then some of them had you know teachers that they would have this school year. So I mean, it just seemed like a nice way to just kind of get students reacclimated to getting up in the morning, getting ready to go to school, put on the go, you know, I mean, so it, like I said, something that other schools might want to consider doing in future years. 
And I just want to clarify, uh, you did say Louis Sansevich, correct? Sansevich. My God. Uh, I covered Lewis when he was a quarterback for Albany High. Yeah, Lewis Sansevich. I, I said that he's right. A, so He's yeah. a good dude. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a good kid. Uh, I interviewed him several times. Oh, uh, God. That was like 12 years ago. Anyway. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> Um, hey, you're still not older than me. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, okay, fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, it does sound like a good program. Yeah. And, and Dave, we appreciate you going out there to cover that. So please remember that school is kicking off here in just a little bit. Uh, two weeks from yesterday, uh, which would have been Wednesday, July 28th. School kicks off Wednesday, August 11th, and of course, football, cross country, swimming, and volleyball. About to start up, too. So school is here, folks. Uh, please remember there will be a school board meeting next week. And as you heard, not just the not just COVID, uh, but also a bond issuance. So it's going to be going to be packed. Going to be a lot going on at that school board meeting. So we appreciate everybody out there joining us for this edition of Group Therapy. Going to let these guys introduce themselves as we head on out. So, Rob, let's start with you. Hey, this is Rob DeArmond. I'm the sports editor at the Livingston Parish News. And this is David Gray, a lifestyle editor with Livingston Parish News. And my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys out there joining us and listening. Appreciate these two guys taking the time to sit down and discuss what's going on. Please remember the news is on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. We are once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. We hope you have a great day, and we'll see you next time.